<coughs> Hello, everybody. This is the Fat and Witch Podcast, where I'm Daniel. And I'm Russell. And we are here for episode 11. Really? It's been 11 episodes? 11 episodes. I think if you count my bonus one, anyway. <laughs> yeah. You haven't done any bonus ones by yourself. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, cool. Uh, so, it is uh, Saturday, so... Right off the bat, we missed our Thursday recording, and I think uh, Saturdays are going to be more consistent. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on when I work. Your schedule is so crazy. Yeah, because I work 16s, some 16s out there 16 sometimes. It just depends whatever my coworkers want me to work. Yeah, and when you get off a of 16 and you got to go back in eight hours, for some reason you don't feel like podcasting when you get home. It's because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, so it's Saturday and we are recording. So it looks like, well, for me now anyway, sounds like Tuesdays are pretty okay. They're locked in. Yeah, it's because uh, I don't work. I'm usually off on Mondays. Yeah. So I can wake up and do the podcast. But that second one each week could be a Thursday, could be a Saturday, could be a Sunday. <laughs> just, but we'll get it in. Just count on two podcasts a week. <laughs> so, so one you can put on your calendar. The other one's a mystery and it just it's like a big surprise. You just wake up, you check your feed and there it is. So um, <laughs> how have you been this week? How have I been this week? I've been doing okay. We've been uh, really consistent on our our meals it seems like uh, except for one time somebody brought cookies in the house and you know, I had to protect everybody else by making sure they were gone. <laughs> uh, but no, we've done pretty good. Uh, we were working through all that meat we bought at Sam's and um, that we got put in our new deep freeze. And uh, so eggs uh, with some cheese on it for uh, like scrambled eggs with cheese for, for breakfast and then skipping lunch. Yeah, my biggest failure right now is breakfast. What do you do for breakfast? You kind of skip it, don't you? I usually skip it, and then I pay for it later. Pay for it later, because I like. But I talked to you, and I failed like two times this week with my diet, because I ate some chips and some oh, cheese no. dipping sauce. What? And then had some soda, but it wasn't a lot. I didn't have a lot of soda. I only only drank maybe two cups, three cups of it, and threw it away. So it wasn't cups now now when i think cup, okay, 32 ounce cups okay so okay so that's several cups yeah so <laughs> i drank a lot i failed but i still stuck stayed with keto stuff besides those okay so so as you failed you didn't just throw in the towel and go well i'll just start on monday again yeah and i made steaks which the steaks that's really right. Good. Barbecued some steaks. I started learning how to barbecue and learned that how to actually barbecue for once instead of just eating um, burnt meat. <laughs> yeah, actually wait for the coals to get to the right uh, temperature, uh, temperature and whiteness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's funny we're we're we're, we're kind of a family that uh, we cook while ever, the flame's still high. And then we always joke that after we're done eating, now we go and look at the coals and we're like, oh, looks like they're finally ready to actually cook. But we've done eight our burnt food by then. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get more into the lifestyle to enjoy our food and not just wolf it down. Um, not an addiction thing, but actually enjoy the flavors, chew each bite, Spend some time in actually rubbing some stuff onto the meat and stuff and making and looking forward to it. Yeah, and it was the I think I put a lot of spices in it, but it's probably the best steak I've ever eaten. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and because uh, but I did burn it. Yeah, one side was a little uh, a little burnt, a little closer to the fire than the other side. But uh, also, we've got a pretty cheap grill, so I don't think you weren't working with the best tools. Yeah, but, uh, but maybe we'll invest in that next. And I don't know why, but like, I didn't, because I, I've always said I hated steak because like it feels like you have to chew it for forever, forever, and then it loses its flavor halfway through. Yeah, you just haven't had real good steak. And having this steak from Sam's Club, it was a, it was just really, really good. Like it was like, the, it was the best meat I've ever eaten, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why it yeah, tastes too, so good. Too 
big steak set that, right? Yeah, because I would go to like um, Outback Steakhouse or any of them and have like one steak and like it doesn't even taste. It doesn't even taste good. It feels like you get to have the chew. You have the chew. But part. it made you lighter because you fifty dollars was gone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it was really cool. I, I ate two of them and I was full from just eating two steaks. Yeah. Like usually with hot dogs or chicken. yeah, and we didn't like have a baked potato with it. We we had some steamed broccoli. Yeah, and so yeah, we, that was a keto meal right there. But we did good. We did good, and, and I uh, felt full the whole day. I did too. I noticed that too. It's like normally closer to bed, I want another snack or something, and I didn't have that. So I think you know, like I said, you get you you get fully transferred over to protein and all and fats and stuff. Um, then the sugars aren't causing your insulin to spike. The insulin spikes aren't causing you to be hungry and crave things. And it just makes it more enjoyable and doable and to stay on track. So um, so we're still we're still seeking our, our perfect week. But we're learning every week. We're getting closer. We're staying with it. Um, and if there is a mistake, it's right back. The next meal is right back on target. So we... Um, so to, no candy bars this week, nothing like that. That's really good. That's Usually. really good. Yeah, so what I had, we, we went and got some sugar-free puddings. And uh, that's just what... And put some whipped cream on Put Put a whipped cream. Whipped cream has one, one gram of carbs for two tablespoons. And we don't even put two tablespoons on it. Just a little squirt on a little Jello cup or a little pudding cup. And uh, just that taste of chocolate or whatever it is, it's just enough to... Make you feel like you, you had some dessert. And apparently and, dark chocolate is keto. Yeah, dark no, yeah, tastes like it. I mean, some people <laughs> like it. But I like dark chocolate. I, like, I'm not addicted to sugar for nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I hear if you get unaddicted from sugar that diet drinks will taste better and diet gum and and uh, dark chocolate and all these things will you'll start enjoying. But... I can't even eat a dill pickle yet. I, I want it, sweet pickles. It's kind of like enjoying the beans without any cream or coffee without any creamer. Yeah, creamer or anything. it's got to be some really good beans. And then you gotta like taste the fruitiness in them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's true. Once you get broken from all that creamer stuff, you do actually taste what people are talking about when they say, "Oh, this tastes like apricot and whatever." and mango and and this and you know and before i didn't have those developed so i just go it just tastes like ash and charcoal to me you know give me some creamer but um you buy high quality beans grind them fresh and brew it right you can start enjoying black coffee crazy enough and uh, that it's better for you now we still do cream just because we enjoy it but i could i could definitely drink it black and uh will do that um you know off and on so so the thing we're going to be talking about today is called grit so what interest what what put grit on your radar um mostly from you from you you've Start. read the book and i was like and you always told me that grit is that thing that you you muster up that the white courage natural to, moment yeah the courage to go out and do something and you, once you get past that little thing and you start doing it, you're already doing it, so you're not going to quit. So is that just that little thing of, okay, I have to force myself to do this. Yeah. And then then the um, downward spiral takes over from there. Yeah, and um, I think you've recently um, researched it a lot more. I'm just going off pretty much memory, but... Um, was Angela Duckworth I think is the author of yes. the book Grit and um, she her, her take on it's a little different than than how I described it I kind of described grit for me as yeah that's what I found out that, yeah she um, her it's it's you can have long-term grit as long as you have long-term passion well it's not and passion. tenacity well it's not passion and it's it's really it's really interesting with I want to talk about. Okay, let me. So, so to me, when I think of grit, for me, it's like the initial uh, rocket fuel. You know, that the big rocket that gets you off the ground, breaks gravity. It's that white knuckle, grit your teeth, and we all have a certain amount of that. 
but we run out. That It's the people that start a diet every January 1st out of grit. But they're, if they don't put any system in place or have anything to um, get what I call the, the motivation flywheel turning, you know, a flywheel, once it starts turning and stuff, it'll create its own momentum. And so you need something to create some momentum. So when your reserves, when that initial rocket uh, fuel canister runs out, you have something else that will propel, keep propelling you forward. And uh, a lot of people don't. That's why the big joke is, you know, just wait till the third week of, of January and then the, the gyms will be empty again. Yeah. You know, and so that grits like, you know, it's that it, it's not always at the beginning of something. It's whenever things get hard, do you quit or do you grit? You know, and um, you can grit through a lot of things. But if you like I said, if you don't have other systems in place, other momentums, other you know, team teammates, all this kind of stuff around you, a culture, then you'll only grit so many times before you get burned out and quit. So you don't want to rely on that. Let's you know, you use a lot of fuel to grit through things, and you can burn out rather quickly. Now I understand Angela got a little bit different take, and and if I remember, I have two books, and James Clear talks about this a lot too. But I know they've uh, done some studies with like. Uh, uh, West Point cadets and some others that they come up with their philosophy. So I know you're itching to talk about that. Okay, so we're going to start this off. Um, j just from a general thing, if I asked you, what do you think the difference is between um, self-control and grit? Uh, so self-control, so I'd say discipline, right? Um, I would say uh, that's a good question. I guess I wouldn't say a whole there was a whole lot difference, except um, I think with discipline, you can get your grit stronger. And the more disciplined you are, the, the more reserve of grit you have to get you through things. But I also know other, that some people seem to be born with more grit than others. And, and that's what I thought. I thought, because I thought grit and, and um self-control is pretty much the same thing they're related it's just like a different word for self-control or or a synonym of it and i was like and then i started reading on it and so all self-control is is pushing off um instant gratification that's all self um self-control is that makes sense that's the that's the whole point of self-control is putting something off for later okay and they did studies on that with kids and cookies how they said if you wait 15 minutes and they're going to leave the room and if you don't eat from this pile you'll have more cookies right i know there yeah there's the marshmallow test too i've heard of yeah. and so most people could do it if they give them a time limit see with self-control if you have a time limit you can do it but if it's open-ended and you don't know if it's ever going to end you're not going to put yourself through that yeah if it's open if it's open-ended and you never know when you're going to get that other gratification self-control fails yeah wonder if that also goes with uh needing to know why you know i grew up in an era where your parents would tell you do something you'd say why and they'd say because i said so um, i wonder you know so it was hard to do it but you know if they if you knew why um, and it made a lot of sense, then maybe you would be willing to do it more. Kind of that. Um, now, my grandpa, you know, he told me that um, I'll always answer your why after you've done it. But when I say to do it, do it. Because there may be something that you don't know. There may be a truck coming around the corner, and I say, get out of the street. And by the time you say why, you're hit. But if you trusted me and just got out of the street, either the why would become evident or after it's done i can tell you what the why was yeah but that's a little different but. so grit grit is different from self-control because grit doesn't care about um um getting that gratification okay grit, all grit is 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 um being able to push yourself forward without seeing progress it, yeah so it's it's embracing the suck it's embracing yeah. the suck, crawling through the muck. It's but but the cool thing about grit is you're doing it to improve your environment or improve yourself. That's that's the I guess you'd say the gratification of it. But you're improving yourself not to win a trophy. 
You're not improving yourself to make more money. You're not improving for anything. All you're doing is trying to, like what um, Gary Vee talks about, he loves the process. Grit means that you love the process. You like grinding it out. You like grinding out. Like, and why do you like the process? And why do you... It's like grit is... Like you talk about with a... Kids, the, thr- the thrill of the chase. The, that kind of thing. Like um, they were talking, talking to kids about um, spelling bees. And which... Why, why are some with more education lose to people that just practice more? And they're practicing the same amount... I'm not practicing, but they're practicing the same amount. But the people that are more talented practice the same things over and over again because they're good at it. Right. They don't push themselves to another level. They don't push themselves. But the people that are um, gritty find the things that they suck at and work on those to improve their performance because they love the process. So that so and taking that to another context, when I think of that, I think of weightlifting. You know, you could do the same 200-pound bench press every single workout and stay strong, but you won't progress. The guy that's doing 200 this week and then goes ahead and does 205 next week, 210, pretty soon you've both showed up to the gym for the whole year, but at the end of the year, the one that's putting grit and chasing, going up and creating more pain for himself little by little is going to be benching 250 or 300 the year yeah. or you're still doing 200 you're doing 200 well you look great doing it you're strong you're healthy but you're not making progress like somebody that's willing to push through some pain to get to that next level yeah and it and the only way you can adopt grit or grow more grit is you have to have a growth mindset okay if you don't have a growth mindset you think grit doesn't work you don't there's no point to make myself do this if it's not going to get better. Okay, so define growth mindset. Growth mindset, okay, so like I'm going to, analogy of modern war, modern war zone or war zone, the game yeah. we play all Our the time. Our favorite game that we use in every podcast a growth, is an illustration. A growth mindset is that we suck at shooting people. Mm-hmm. We're good at hiding, we're good at um, getting the gas masks and hiding camper alert camping doing all that stuff because if we get out in the open and we're in a gun battle we're probably going to lose game over lose. then we got to sit there and wait five minutes for the next one to start and then we have to go to another gun battle with the gulag, gulag which we're going to lose yeah so <laughs> so why of, put ourselves through that the point of the growth mindset is that we believe we can get better at shooting instead of just by always camping it. by doing it so instead of going a different mindset than mine of like, I'm never I, I, can, I can sit on this rooftop in this corner for 20 minutes not even playing the game just so that I'm there at the end versus somebody that goes, I would rather be active for five minutes and the game be over than sit on a rooftop for 20 minutes not doing anything. Yeah. Okay. So it's a growth mindset like we would say, well, I'm never going to be good at shooting, so I'm just not going to do it. Right. And that's what we do. We don't grow saying, I, I can, I can. So I'm going to go out into the open, not being stupid or yeah. being irrational. Like, but like when I get a contract to go after somebody, I go, the other, I go the other way because that just shows me where they're at and I don't want anything to do with them where other people get the contract and they chase that person down. <laughs> yeah. so, so the point is you have a, you believe in yourself. You have hope in yourself. Okay. And that, what's crazy about grit is... Like you look at people like um, Steve Jobs and um, Bill Gates, there are people that were dropouts of colleges, people that didn't have a a, a, a um, resume where you think they would be the person to make that company. Right, world changers. Yeah. And the reason they're able to do this is because they have hope in themselves, even though the odds are stacked against them. If you have hope in yourself. So internal belief in themselves, so yeah, intrinsic yeah, motivation. Yeah, eternal, eternal hope, eternal belief, whatever you want to call it. It's if you have that, it doesn't matter if no one else believes in you. It just matters that you believe in yourself and you can do it. That that's that's what grit is kind of based off of, is that you have a belief that you have a growth mindset. I can be better because because <coughs> I believe that I can, even though I suck right now. And like you, you, and 
uh, we're getting to another thing is what grit, grit leads to, it doesn't last long, like, like you were saying. It lasts for a few seconds where it says, okay, because no one wants to do what they're bad at. Right. People that have a grit and a self mindset. Yeah, if, if your mindset is to preserve, you're not going to do things that cause pain and, and hurt you. Yeah, when they have a growth mindset, usually people that have growth mindset know what they're good at and know what they're bad at. And then they choose to work on the things that they're bad at because there's no point to work on the things you're good at. It's like an NBA player going out and saying, I'm really good at shooting, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shoot and never learn how to dribble. Yeah. I'm never going to learn how to play defense. Yeah. I'm just good at shooting, so that's all I'm going to do. Well, guess what? You're never going to be on a you're team. You're one-dimensional at that point. Yeah, you're one-dimensional. So what you have to do is what you're not good at is the grit. That's the grit, is doing stuff that you know you're bad at because that's hard. And that's what they say about um, athletes that go to um, – try to become a Navy SEAL or world athletes that try to become Navy SEALs they can't do it because it's it's once they realize that they can't do it off of talent they give up mm. and the people that win and already thinking they they it's going to be hard and almost impossible they already had that expectation that this is supposed to be impossible yeah I, I, like I said it's been a while since I've read so I'm not I, I think James James Clear where I learned about, and maybe you've read about it recently, the the treadmill test. You heard that? Where they've, uh, I don't think they can basically, they took some people at 20 years old and then they followed them through to their 60s with uh, the researchers followed them every two years after the treadmill test. Well, the treadmill test was to go all out for five minutes on this treadmill that was at its, fastest setting and it's it's most inclined so it was nearly impossible most people could only do about a minute and a half even if they're in good shape good is like about four minutes what they found is when they were um the the people that had grit so they everybody would go on and they'd send saying that yeah for this test i'm going to give you the best i got right well some of them, you tell, just as it was getting hard, they quit and they convinced themselves that was their best. Mm-hmm. But there were these people that basically said there, there's either one of two things is going to happen. Either the five-minute time is going to run out or I'm going to die. But I'm not getting off this treadmill. And there was a handful of people that did that. And they were like, it's, it's, it's death or victory, and they just kept going. They their, their mind overrid what the body was telling them, and they just finished. And so when they followed the groups of people, those that quit after a minute, those that cut quit after three minutes, and those who got to that four and a half or five minute, they followed them every two years and found out because their hypothesis was that at twenty, what they did on that test, that you know, there's another saying that how you do one thing is pretty much how you do everything. And so if you've got that kind of tenacity on that at 20 on that, you're probably going to take that same tenacity to learning to play the guitar, being good at your job, whatever it is, relationships or whatever. And sure enough, then they follow up every two years and clear into the people's 60s. The, the people who showed that grit is what they call it um, at 20, uh, very much higher statistically than the others had successful legacy building type lives and did amazing things and did did things that other people just read about and so that was part of, part of his discussion on on grit is is i can pretty much in five minutes at 20 years old tell you what kind of life you're going to have based on how you the all you give me you say you're going to give me your all and then it, if you really do right yes because and that that goes into what um the Navy SEALs thing, because um, they, because she she wrote the book and then the Navy SEALs call or Army pretty much called her and said, could you show us how to instill grit into our cadets? And she still hasn't figured out how to do that yet. She's working on it, still researching on it. Um, what I saw and re- watched on YouTube, but she said one of the biggest things Is that her TED talk 
she's got a really famous TED talk. Yeah, I watched some TED talks and then also some other um, interviews she did okay. on there. And what's cool is what, what what I found really cool was the next thing I found was um, she said the first thing you have to do with anything to get grit is you have to be infatuated with something. I can see that. Because in, in being infatuated with something means you have to be infatuated not just for a few seconds, but for long periods of yeah. time. Because yeah, if it's something you're really casual or could take or leave, you're not going to put that much effort into making it happen. Yeah, and this is, this, this is what I was going to tell you. Um, what if I told you uh, having your why is the second most important thing? Okay. I think being finding something that you're infatuated with is more important. Okay, so finding something you're infatuated with that also connects with your why would be a powerful combination. Yeah. So, right. like, when what I mean by infatuated with something is like when I like Elon Musk. Elon Musk, when he started his comp before he started his company, before he started anything, he was infatuated with space. Yeah. And that led to Tesla. It didn't start. It started with the fatuation of learning space, learning all that stuff, learning how to save the planet. He didn't start out thinking, man, I, I want to build this company, make a whole bunch of money and become prestige. That wasn't his goal. Yeah, money's still not his goal. Yeah, the goal was he was infatuated by something and then he made his why off of that. And then yeah. he made his money, millions, whatever, that don't matter to him because he was infatuated with it. Yeah, I heard that before he got out of eighth grade, He'd read every single book that was in his his town's library that he grew up in. Yeah, and that's that's what infatuated <laughs> means. Infatuated doesn't mean like you do something for five minutes or right. ten minutes. You have to be fully invested. This thing that's always on your mind, the thing that you're trying to figure out how to um, to fix. And there, and this is what I, what grit leads to is pockets of. Um, because you start with this infatuation, like basketball. So I can build, I like basketball, I like playing it, so I can build my health around that. Mm -hmm. But what, what's great is that you don't get, you don't stay infatuation for long periods of time. You stay infatuation for pockets. So you got to have, during that time, you've got to do the work to build the habits that will carry you through the other times. And you have to get the grit to... Yeah get you to the pocket of infatuation. And like this is what I was going to talk about. So like when I was playing NBA 2K, because I'm infatuated by it, I like playing it. It's a great game. You spend money on it. Spend money on it, do all that <laughs> stuff. And I know I'm bad at, I know what I'm bad at at the game. I'm not very good on on-ball on defender, and I'm not a very good um, dribbler. But I'm good at defense, shooting, all that kind of stuff on the game. <laughs> So what do I do? Grit leads me to what? Because I'm infatuated with it. You spend hours just doing the training stuff and not even playing the game. Yeah. And it drives me crazy because I'm not infatuated with 2K. So when I'm going to play it, I just just give me the the, sta the standard character they give you and hit play and I'll do the best I can. And I hate playing with others that need to set up their player. I'm like, just play. But I'll, I'll say you are infatuated <laughs> with Warzone. In, Somewhat. Why? Then this will lead this. This will lead to you working on grit. At the beginning of the um, game, where it does its like thirty minutes or sixty minute game, what are you doing? Most of the times, I bet you're working on shooting. You're working. Uh, okay, this is my time where I can figure out how to engage someone and win a gun battle. Okay. Yeah. The tutorials. Yeah. And that's what you do. Every single time that sixty seconds before the actual game starts. Oh, the pregame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the pre pregame. Yeah, you don't hide in that one. You don't camp. You go right after people. And why do you do that? What you're probably thinking. You, I don't know if you, I've had this thought. Okay, this is my time. I can learn how to engage someone. Yeah, and uh, it's short, and there's not that big of a consequence if I die. And I, it I lets me come right back. And I would say that's a that's a a showing of grit and infatuation. Okay. Because you have that pocket 30 minutes to work on what you're bad at. Yeah. And that's what so, great, lead, great leads you to work on what you're bad at. Yeah, so let's go back to basketball for a second. 
you at one point what sixth grade on sixth to like sixth to eighth grade ninth, tenth grade you were pretty infatuated with basketball I mean you slept with a basketball you lived breathed ate basketball um, and then it kind of went away um, my friend Steve Hunley, he just did an interview with a kid who's the um, number one high school basketball player in the state of Indiana right now. Yeah. And I was listening to his interview, and you know, he talks about his average day is a thousand free throws, and then two hours in the gym, and then just all this stuff. And then he also gets his studies in and all that. But and he's did that from young all the way up to now, you know, junior, senior, in high school, or whatever, still doing it and probably going to go on to college. What do you think the difference was? Because probably you were both in sixth grade infatuated. But what do you think the difference? Does he have more grit? No, I think it's um, – he, he probably had more of a goal set. Not, not like a goal set of like – because I want to be in the NBA. He wants there's that broad goal. Oh, we want to be in the NBA, right? And then so, you have these medical, like doing the free throws, doing all that stuff. I w- I, w- I was going out there because every single day I'd go play basketball and I'd play for four or five hours, yeah, just shooting the basketball. But I wasn't working on anything. You were playing. I was not playing training, but not training. So okay. if if someone would have taught me how to train, that probably. Do, I probably would have done so, that. So do you think there's part of grit is also a belief that I can do this? Yeah. If you don't have a belief that you can do so it. So do you think at that age, even though you're I'm, you know, MBA and all this, do you, did you struggle with actually believing that? Yeah, because I was as six. I was only like six one, and I couldn't dunk or jump. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's why you kind of dropped because in sixth grade you were really tall and it, it looked great, but then – by the time you got to high school, everybody was your height, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, I'm not really standing out here, right? So, okay, that's interesting. So we need to, you know, I know you've probably got a lot more to share, but then we need to kind of, kind of, need to kind of bring this back to how does all this discussion on grit help us where we're at right now with the goal of weight loss and, and health? So with health, um, you have to get infatuated with something because health is a broad health is like the NBA, like, like avocados. No. Oh. Like, like health is the NBA. Okay, it's the big. It's the big goal. Everybody that, wants. That's real get. fuzzy, and we can't even really define. So really. you have to get into what is your definition of health. Okay. So your defi- my definition of health is being able to not be hindered by what I want to do. So like, if I want to rock climb, I want to do, but that's still. That's still fuzzy. Right. That's, right. that's but a, you need something that's a stretch, but you believe you can do. There's got to be belief. Yeah. So it's like going to the going to the gym, and like you you probably had this when you go to the gym when you were working out and doing all that stuff. You go to the gym and you're like, I can lift that. I can I can lift a little bit more today. Yeah. Or you get infatuated with seeing the progress in your body. And you're like, okay, wow, I'm seeing progress. And once you see that little bit of progress, yeah. it takes over to infatuation. Yeah, it is because you get uh, there's there's times in weight loss you get infatuated when you when you start at like three ninety or some three eighty seven or whatever, you know, you lose ten pounds. It is, but when you it seems like there's mile markers. It's like say you're going to drop from four hundred down into the three hundreds. All of a sudden you get this tenacity you hit the gym every day because you're going to break through that goal you're too close not to give it your all and then you break through it and you weigh in in the 300s and it seems like you you take a break right and then you get uh, you get down to three fit you know 357 and you're like oh i'm gonna and you get that infatuation again with everything and tighten it up because you want to break through that 350 barrier yeah but then you let up again right and so and it's kind of like you notice in in football like nfl I've always noticed this. Um, I'm sure it doesn't work for all of them, but it seems to work pretty often that a team is doing lousy almost the whole game. Then all of a sudden, in the two-minute warning, they go 80 yards and score a touchdown like they were the best 
team in the world. Yeah. Then they come out the second half and are lazy again for 30 minutes. Or, or whenever the other team scores. Then they, all of a sudden they score right back. Yeah, the, the game could be like super close the whole time, but as soon as someone scores, the other team scores right back. And you're like, how? They, you're like, okay, so they have the power to do this anytime. Is that grit? Is, is the, did they just get hyper-focused and aware and, and ramped up? So is there a, a ramped up like energy that goes with grit? I think, or is that a different kind of motivation? I think it's because there's an inside inside motivation is the hope and goal, and then you have the outside motivation, which is I might lose the game. Yeah. And so like they get so you get hyper focused. You probably get hyper focused because even when I played my games, then I realized. Oh, I'm starting to lose. I need to take every every single yeah. possession in the game more important because every possession is more important now because I'm losing. Yeah, time's running out, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so, so when it makes you more um, aware of what you're doing. Yeah. And so, so what? So you mentioned self discipline earlier. So in my mind, I'm thinking that self discipline. Uh, it is more about being willing to give something up. Yeah, and what where I, grit is more about being willing to do whatever it takes to take over something to go yeah. forward. And this is what I thought: um, self-discipline only works for normal people or a normal standard of like, let's say someone's two hundred and ten pounds, and so they they're starting to gain weight so they t- go on a little diet for two or three weeks and they're back to what they were okay 200 so self-discipline pounds. isn't going to knock off 100 pounds yeah so you've got to have something beyond that you have to have some like because grit isn't a, grit is about going above going above and beyond being world class people that have grit usually are world class people okay and that's that's the thing is that if you want to do something so self they're already self-disciplined. They have good habits. And that's what keeps them at that level. But even at that level, you have your Michael Jordans and your Jerry Rices that, that go above and beyond what the normal super status already is. And so that's self-discipline plus some grit, right? Yeah. That's the, the, the quarterback that all of a sudden can just put the whole team on his shoulders and, and score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and everybody's like, where yeah. did that come from? Right. Or hit that half court shot just as it mattered. Yeah, when he hadn't when he'd been missing everything the whole game. Yeah, and that's why Michael Jordan is so great, is because when he, when he had the flu, he scored sixty three points because yeah. he got mad and gritted it out. because yeah, he because he had all world talent. Yeah. But he had the work ethic and grit and everything to go in with the talent. Yeah, like Jerry Rice. I mean, a little bit before your time, but his big thing is he didn't believe in an off season. So he he said, "I'm just as good as everybody half the year, and then I'm better than most everybody the other half of the year because they're taking vacation time, mm-hmm. they're off season, where I'm staying at it all the time. I'm, I've got a I bought a piece of property with a mountain in my backyard, and I run it every day while pu- pulling a parachute. You know, while everybody else is letting their extra ten pounds come on and enjoying the off season. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was. What really blew my mind is that you have to be fatuated with something to do that. Yeah, because it's not about winning. Because if you're not, you're going to do the least you can get away with yeah, instead of above and beyond. Yeah, because it's not about winning anymore. Because Jerry Rice was already winning at the yeah. state he was. Right. Michael Jordan, why? why it's not he already it's won- being the best there is at this position. Yeah, he already won his championship, and he already had his. Who um, was the best in the world when he won his first championship? Why? Why play another? Why go to the next season and play? It's not about the trophy. Do you just uh, do you think with his work ethic and grit? He could have done more with baseball, or do you think there's also a talent level there that was different that went along with his grit and work ethic in basketball than baseball? I think he, they say that in the um, what is it called, the Last Dance, his documentary, that he was working to the major leagues. He was working towards 
almost getting there. And he, because his yeah, batting, short time, like what, one season, one, about one two, or two seasons? Two, I think about two seasons. He was going to fully transition over to being a Major League Baseball player. Yeah, because they were already looking at him. It wasn't set in stone or anything, but they were already looking at him. And I don't think he would have been Michael Jordan of baseball, but he would have been an average player. Or maybe even more, yeah. yeah. Just because that grit. So, so grit will take you where lazy talent won't, right? Yeah, because a lot of people think, and they were talking about this in the interview, a lot of people think you need talent, intelligence, um, and good genes and, to... And a few good breaks in life, yeah, luck. and luck to get you what you want in life. And what, what they say is that none of that matters. The spelling bee, the ones that were more educated, had the higher GPA, um, came from a spelling bee parent they didn't win why didn't they win because this other person that was against the odds didn't really have anything won why did they win because the goals were different and when they interviewed him like I said it showed that I I, I didn't practice the same things I already knew why would I do that I'm going to practice the things I don't know right so they got more broad in their knowledge they got but it was not just getting more broad it's it's being work on your weaknesses because it's being hyper focused on one subject so their one subject is grammar mm. and so they're just hyper focused in grammar like basketball is one subject it's not you're not learning all these other things it's one subject but you're learning everything you can about that subject yeah, there's tons of different mechanics that go into that one subject yeah okay so do you feel like you learned anything in this whole pursuit of grit that you can put into practice today or tomorrow in your life? Yeah, yeah. Because what I learned is that grit isn't as important. isn't isn't about the goals. isn't about losing the weight. isn't about any of that stuff. Grit. You can do grit and not care about any of that. Grit is only about. Um, enjoying your experience and what you're going to be doing in the future because like I'm trying to explain this so like with going back to the game analogy with I realized I was bad at dribbling like I could still enjoy the game without dribbling so I gritted myself to learn how to dribble and I didn't like it I had to look at all the um, all how to do it with the buttons and the smashing and all that yeah. kind of stuff to learn how to actually dribble and I did. Why did I do that? I didn't do that because I wanted to win more games. Because I was winning enough to be satisfied. I was winning because I wanted to enjoy it more. Yeah. I wanted to enjoy. I wanted to know how how it felt to do the dribbling bulls, uh, dribble, dribbling moves. I saw someone else do. Yeah. So it's not. A, and I, I think that's the difference between discipline and grit. D discipline is just putting yourself, putting it off, for a bigger dose of um, self-gratification grit doesn't care about self-gratification as much the it's, goal grit's goal is to bust through the barrier that's in front of it no matter what not even thinking of why I'm doing it or whatever you just you just th there's those people that are just like this locked door is not going to defeat me I'm going through it yeah or the average person be like, oh, I tried this, I tried this, eh, I'll just go around. And I'm, I'm trying to... person's just like, even if it hurts them and they end up cut and broken on the other side, they're going through the door, right? They're, and uh, so what would that look like in... So what do I need to avoid a chocolate bar uh, at, you know, craving? Do I need discipline? Do I need grit? What do I need? Well, the first thing you need to do is be infatuated with what health you're going to choose oh, to do that's important yeah because so if i'm if it is tempting me i mean there's an addiction part there but at some level if it's tempting me there's something i i i believe about that chocolate bar more than i believe about the goal that i say i have yeah there's some i believe in that moment that the comfort from that medication <laughs> chocolate medication that craving is more important to me. I believe more in it than I do in 
the feeling I'm going to get when they say uh, healthy feels better than or healthy tastes better than chocolate. Uh, I could say that. I can put it on bumper stickers, wear the T-shirt, and do the hashtag. But when it comes down to it, I want the chocolate. So because I believe that chocolate really tastes better than health in that moment. So I've got it. So can you can you, is infatuation something you have to have or can you train it? You can train it. What they say, and she's still working on trying to figure sure. out how to how to actually grow it. Yeah, psychology is a huge thing to work through. But they said the biggest thing you can do is like you were saying with your five minutes thing with the treadmill, do that once a day. And do it. Or stretch as, yourself once a day to the max. Somewhere. The, yeah, somewhere once a day. And that will grow your grit. And, and that's kind of interesting because in my, you know, when I do personal coaching and stuff, life coaching, that kind of stuff, think better every day, I do, I use kind of the life wheel. And I've taken you through that and it's got the different categories. And we always talk about, you know, just every, part of better every day is in one of those eight categories of life, go all out in some way every day. And those 1% increases every day end up being 365% at the end of a year, right? And so the goals will come if you nail that 1%. So what you're saying is, yeah, you the things that you're passionate in, whatever. And so do you, are you saying even if you're not passionate, the passion and, and the yeah. infatuation will follow the effort of grinding in that area? Yeah, because what it, grit and infatuation are kind of, um, can go back and forth what I've read is like you can start what you have but you have to nope, start they're kind of like two pistons in an engine they work together yeah you have this power because because you have to start but you have to start with um, you have to start with infatuation and then grit and then grit goes back to infatuation then right because the infat when if you once you act on the infatuation you're going to find out because you've never done it before it's hard and if you don't have grit you won't get past that stage to get to where it starts motivating you through um, other ways, and like, and like you've probably felt infatuation before. Oh, yeah. And when you're in that state, time doesn't feel real. You're like, wow, I've been doing this for so long. Where yeah, the money do means is different. Like, won't spend five dollars on something because I'm infatuated with coffee beans at this point. I can drop thirty dollars on a pound of really good coffee beans while complaining that shampoo is six bucks. Yeah, and that's and that's why I was saying that your why and your goals are secondary to fatuation because you can you can do great things with just fatuation. But if you had fatuation and you had a goal with the fatuation, instead like like fatuation and grit is like what you're talking about, the rocket. And then you have the tr the thing in the cockpit telling you where to go, okay. and that's what that's how I kind of see it. Okay. Um, James Clear says that um, mentally tough people don't have to be more courageous, more talented, or more intelligent. They just need to be more consistent. Right. Doing that grit, that hard thing. Like I said, do something every day. So like you and your brother play guitar. Um, you both have gone through different periods of times where, my goodness, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're on that guitar. Now, sometimes you're just playing around, but a lot of times you guys, you know, the rest of the family's like, do you know any other songs? But you guys aren't playing at that moment. You're training. You're like, no, I'm playing the same song because I'm gritting out. Yeah, I'd like to play a different song too. I'm sure you guys would love to play all kinds. But in that moment, you're trying to learn this song. Yeah, because I'm fatuated with learning it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm playing it over and over again. And you you guys are hearing the tune, just listening to the tune. But every time you play it, you hear everything that needs fixed. Yeah, I'm hearing everything that's wrong. <laughs> and that's what the, that's why fatuation is so great. Because I don't... I don't care that I'm somewhat sounding good and I, I can get a trophy for passing at you under, You can understand what the song is. I care about getting it perfectly at that moment. And so I guess that's why it's important that coaches um, give the right feedback. So parents and stuff would be like, oh man, you're the best guitar player I've ever heard of. You're gonna be on, you're gonna be American Idol and stuff. 
But a real coach would say, okay, cord, whatever, sucked. Your finger placement's not right. And if the right coach saying the right feedback at the moment when you're infatuated with my growth mindset, that coach is going to take you in it where that comfort, that encouragement from parents and stuff might actually put out the fire of grit, right? By taking your passion off of it because the environment around you is saying, oh, you're good enough. Yeah. And this is what I was going to also lead into is that, so you have grit and infatuation and then passion grows from grit and, grit and infatuation. Yeah, I can see passion coming once you recognize that your grit is leading you somewhere yeah. and you get excited. Yeah, because I kind of think of um, passion as a memory. There's a reason you're passionate about it is because you're remembering what you saw, did. You get inspired again. You get inspired again. So passion, passionate, everybody says, find your passion. Passion can leave you. So, so does passion lead to you going into grit or does grit pull you or get you to the place where you can find passion? Grit is where you where you find infatuation and then the infatuation leads you to infatuation plus progress leads to passion. Yes. Right. Okay. Because if I mean if you're infatuated with something and you have grit, but you just find out you suck at it, it's it, you don't just keep going and, and and you know drive yourself crazy. You 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 go focus on something else and, to, and try lots of things till you find uh, grit, infatuation that leads to progress that, that brings you passion and then that's how you find your path, right? Yeah. But if just grit and infatuation fizzle out and there is no progress to it, you don't just beat your head against a rock forever and ever just because I don't, I'm, I don't give up, right? No, you don't have to give up, but you can give up on this. Yeah. and move that effort to somewhere where it works and that's where you find because like we've like dieting the grit is staying on the diet the infatuation is getting healthy but passion for a particular diet happens when it starts giving you progress we tried um, veganism for a while yeah you know and we never got passionate we got infatuated we gritted through some horrible tasting some food. things we ate yeah but the progress with it wasn't what we were wanting. Now we try keto, and progress seemed to happen on top of those two things, which turns the infatuation into a passion. And then you start you start getting to that point where I think to have passion that lasts, it's got to, it forms that belief that I can do this, that it's working. This is possible for me. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so maybe the goal isn't. I shouldn't be like. You know, my goal is to lose 200 pounds this year because in the back of my mind, I'm gonna not I'm not going to hurt myself by using grit in the gym or grit to avoid that candy bar for something I don't believe is really going to happen. Yeah. But can I lose 40 pounds by my birthday? And why would I? And then if I understood the why, why do I want that? And how would I feel? And I get infatuated with that. And there's progress at three pounds a week. And it's like, man, I'm actually on target to actually lose 48 instead yeah. of 40. Now, because that's I, passion. Because yeah, I had that passion when I lost um, 60 pounds. And yeah. got away to, all the way down to 165 pounds yeah. at 6'1". And I quit because I started to see that I was beginning to look unhealthy because I lost so much weight. Yeah, And then I didn't replace that. Well, I think your culture around you, your family and us and stuff, we instead of praising you for weight loss, all of a sudden now we were questioning your health. What are you doing? Are you being healthy? Whatever. You know, and so your support changed a little bit too. Um, but how come you were, you're obviously infatuated and passionate that you lost that weight? What... Did the passion leave what, or did it get replaced by a different focus? That, that's a good question then, right then. Okay. If you get distracted off the thing you're passionate of, can you be impassionate and more than one thing at a time, or does it steal the power from one thing if you split? If I'm passionate of this and this, like you were passionate on losing weight, but then you got a girlfriend and you were split, 
Can you be just as passionate and tenacious and grit in two areas? Or do you really need to see something through? I think you have to see something through. And the, thing, the reason I quit wasn't because of a girlfriend. I think I quit because I, ha- I was 165 pounds and I didn't know where to go. Yeah, you didn't, know, you didn't have a plan for that. Yeah, I was like, okay, so I got here. That's why I, th- that's why I say that the goal doesn't do anything for you. Once you get there, all you feel is, I'm here. It's like Gary V always says about his goal since he was a teenager was to own the the New York Jets someday. And that's fueled him to work those long hours when other kids were, you know, he was working in his dad's store when other kids were partying on Friday night. And he's like, but I'm going to own the Jets someday. I'm going to own the Jets. And he created Vayner Media and he did all this stuff. I'm going to own the Jets. He says the problem is if he ever owns the Jets, he'll never, he won't know what to do with himself. The, the, the wanting to own the Jets is more powerful to him and his success than if he ever had it, right? Because he doesn't really want it. He he, he kind of is not looking forward to the day that he could, when he's got the money and he goes, you know, I could write a check right now and own the Jets. But it was never about owning the Jets. It was, it was about that infatuation, progress, and passion that gave me a goal to aim for. It gave me something. When everything, nothing else made sense, I could laser lock my eyes on this goal and move forward, take another step forward, another step forward. And that's what we need to do with our diet because we're just about out of time. So we want to be practical on this. So what's one or two things you're going to do practically to put this new knowledge in um, in your favor for this coming week? Um, the biggest thing, because we talk about this forever. Yeah, obviously. It's, it's very interesting. It's probably the most interesting concept I've heard of. But one of the biggest things I'm going to start doing is doing one thing fully out for whatever amount of time and just doing that. Give me an example. Um, I'll probably start small, but running as, running as fast as I can for one minute to then just grow that every day. Okay. So, and there's training. So what, hit high intensity? Do you remember what that's called? Just, uh, something training. And that's what it is. You you jog and then you just sprint all out and then you go back to jogging and then you sprint all out and you, it says you can actually learn run faster by doing that than if you just went running every day. Or doing those sprints will make you a faster runner than just running. Or doing your max or something like that. Yeah. People get fatuated with their max and growing their max. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you're right. And then you have to have enough discipline and smarts to not let your grit put you in a situation where you're going to hurt yourself, yeah. right? Because, uh, yeah. So, well, and I think of, you mentioned Navy SEALs before, but from what I've heard of like Hell Week and stuff, I don't think there's anybody that becomes a Navy SEAL that doesn't have grit. Because I think it's designed, you know, there isn't, it's designed to weed out talent and luck. Yeah. You know, I think you, you realize really quick that no matter how much talent you came into this, it's not going to get you there. And it's those with grit that won't ring the bell and go home. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and really we're in with this addiction to sugar, we're in a kind of a war and we need that kind of grit and attitude to defeat it. This, this enemy we're fighting, this addiction to sugar is much more sophisticated than we are. Yeah. It, it knows exactly what its goal is. It, and it has the perfect weapons to do it. And so we can't, we're not going to accidentally fix this, right? It's going to be intentional. It's going to require grit. It's going to require um, a support network outside and an internal mindset inside. And all of that working together to beat this thing, right? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I can honestly say I have not approached it yet with that kind of mindset. Yeah, because I really like that I learned this kind of mindset because it made me rethink of a lot of the stuff I was doing. But and that's what I want. That's why I wanted to talk about this so much because I heard, I've heard that it it changed a lot of people from reading the reviews and stuff like that. And but. I would implore you guys to actually go read the book, which I'm going to read the book. Grit by Angela Duckworth. Mm-hmm. Or catch her TED Talk if you don't want to buy the book. 
Google her name. There's lots of articles, videos, stuff. Yeah. So this has been the Fat and Week podcast where I'm Daniel. And I'm Russell. And I guess we're going to get gritty. Okay. See you guys We'll catch later. you Tuesday.